0: This time, each and every Friday morning, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pashas Kiseitze. Pashas Kiseitze has the distinction of having the greatest number of mitzvot than any other parsha in the Torah. In its 110 psukim, it contains, according to the Chinuch, 74 mitzvos. There are twenty seven positive and forty seven restrictions found in Parsha's kiseitze. Among the mitzvos found in this parsha is that of burial. Interestingly, as Rav Hirsch points out, the Torah teaches in the extreme. The Torah says you are to bury the criminal. If you are to bury the criminal all the more so the average good Jew is to be buried, and no other form of um, putting the body to rest. Cremation is against Jewish law. Above-ground burial is against Jewish law. The laws of Kiddushin, marriage, divorce. The laws of yibum and Chalitza, Levret marriage. The laws of of Amalek are uh, just a few of the many mitzvahs found in Parshas Kisetse. Interestingly, I'd like to begin with the very first, indeed most challenging mitzvah of the Parsha, which is that of the Ephas Toar. The Torah to- tells us at the very beginning of the Parsha that if a Jewish soldier goes to war, and there he sees an attractive women because, unfortunately, the enemy would do just that. They would send their women to try to seduce the soldiers, literally, in and around the battlefield. So, should a Jewish soldier, away from home, away from his environment, be attracted to the non-Jewish woman on the battlefield, so the Torah, if you and I were asked to edit it, I would say the Torah should say, like in the bakery look, but don't touch, no the Torah says and literally you desire her then then you may take her to yourself for a wife This is the opening paragraph. Now, it's very important that we understand that we have two Torah. We have the written Torah and the oral Torah. And Rashi tells us that in part of the oral Torah that God knows the nature of man better than man knows his own nature. And very simply, if the Torah would not permit it, then he would do it anyway, but now let's understand something, lest one walk away and think they understand from the beginning of the parasha that this is a, quote, mitzvah and that this is something which the Torah advocates Rashi continues and says, be careful, because especially in the book of Devarim, we are taught in the beginning of the Gemara Vamos, torshin Smuchin, which means the fact that different laws are juxtaposed, a placed one next to the other, it's not by chance, it's not random, there's a reason for it. And so the first paragraph is written next to the paragraph, which begins, if a man has two wives, one he will love, and the other one, correct, he will hate. And true, the context there is in regard to primogeniture, who is the Bechor, who was the firstborn, regarding the laws of inheritance, but it's very clear. The Torah is telling us if you take such a woman as a wife, and indeed there's a process, as you see from the Torah, how he can even take her, because the Torah is trying its darnest to dissuade the soldier from his immediate lust, and to literally make him come to his senses. But should he take her, the Torah says in the end he will come to hate her. And what's the third paragraph afterwards? If a man should have a ben sorer Umore, a wavered and rebellious son. In other words, no good is going to come of this. So very important for us to recognize from the very beginning of Parshas Saitse, is that there is what is known as the letter of the law and equally as important is a very important spirit of the law that emerges from the opening three paragraphs and that is that this is not the will of God and this is not what the Torah wants of man and therefore it's so important for us to get a pulse on just that the reach the desire of the Torah and what Torah wants from man. The Gemara tells us in Brachos Daf Yud Zayin Amr that Ashrei fortunate Adam She'amalo BaTorah a man who literally toils in Torah ve'Ose Nachas Ruach Leotzro and gives pleasure to his Maker. Now, interestingly, the Mesilas Yesharim, in chapter 18, in his explanation of the trait of chasidus, of piety, defines what does it mean to be a chasid? Not someone who only observes, by definition, the 613 mitzvos, but goes beyond the observance of the mitzvah to literally try to bring pleasure to God by knowing not just from the letter of the law but more important the spirit of the law as to what God wants. So, for example and this is the example that he brings, a father will hint to the son that he is thirsty and so the son can, quote, satisfy his mere obligation by bringing the father a glass of water or the son will go and get his father whatever the father really likes, a fine wine or whatever because the child wants to truly please his father. And so indeed what do we find regarding Yaakov when Yaakov is told by his mother, who was told in prophecy that Yaakov was to get the blessing from his father Yitzchak, she says, you bring, go to the cattle and take shnei gedoye izim, bring to your father two goats and what does he do not only does he bring the goats but he brings as the torah tells us there as well he brings wine now why is he bringing wine because clearly Yaakov wants to go Lifnim Mishur Asadim. He doesn't want to simply satisfy that which is the quote unquote letter of the law, but he wants to go beyond. And this is that very important message which is emerging from Parshas Kiseitse that we are to do on behalf of Hashem, not just the letter, but to go beyond. And indeed, the Gemara in Bava Basra, Yud Amar Aleph, reconciles what appears to be a contradiction within the Torah. On the one hand, at the end of the Parshas Bahar, in the book of Ayikra, chapter twenty-five, pasuk fifty-five, the Torah says, Ki li bnei Yisrael avodim." The Jewish people are literally my servants, and yet we find two weeks ago in Parshas Re'e, "Bonimatem l'ashem In the fifth book, chapter fourteen, pasuk one, you are literally children unto God. Make up your mind. Are we servants, are we children? And the Gemara says in Babu 10a very clearly, bisman she Yisrael osin ritzono shamokom," At a time when the Jewish people literally do the will and the desire of God, which means beyond the letter of the law. The letter of the law says, if I'm wearing a four-cornered garment, I am obligated in scissors. And what do the Jewish people do? The Jewish people go out of their way and buy a garment of four corners in order to realize this is what God wants and this is pleasing to Hashem. When they don't satisfy that when they don't give, unfortunately, the pleasure to God, don't go beyond. Then they are considered what avodim servants to God. The Gemara tells us at the very end of the seventh, sixth chapter of Bava Metzia, the very end of a socher The Gemara has a story whereby Rabba Bar Bar. Chanan. What did he do? He had workers who were transporting barrels of wine for him. The workers were negligent and broke the barrels. So what did he do? He in turn took their coats as payment for the wine and the loss that they caused him. What did they do, the workers? They went to Rav, and they said to Rav, Oh my goodness, give us our garments, because after all, we are poor. So Rav told Rabbah Barbar Hanan, Give them back their garments. Said Rav Barbar Hanan, Is this the law? Dino hachi? He said to him, "In yes, bederech tovim, as it is written in the book of Proverbs, the book of Mishlei chapter 2, Pasuk 20, bederech tovim in order that you go on the path Of good people. Now, so what did he do? He listened to Rav and he gave them their coats and then they go back to Rav and they say, we are poor and we need the wages to be paid us. So once again he goes back and Rav says to Rav Barbar Hanan, pay them an amazing, remember they broke his wine and so once again he says Dinahachi, is this the law? And he completed the pasuk that we cited earlier. Yes, Orchos Tzadikim Tishmor, literally, the ways of the righteous are to be kept. Now let's understand something. One could argue that this was for Rab. Barbar bar Hanan, because after all, he was a Tamil Chacham. But the Gemara is not simply telling us a story. The Gemara is telling us that it's very nice that we are modest, but each person should look at himself and realize that in accordance with their station and in accordance with whom they are, they are to act appropriately. Namely, they are to be forgiving. They are to be giving to the next one. They are to go out of their way and not follow only the letter of the law, but they are to follow literally that very special spirit of the law. The Gemara in Daf Ayan Aleph Amid Beis, an incredible Gemara that I couldn't make up. So Ula asked Listen carefully now. He goes and he asks, Rev. Yehuda, how is it that your son, Rev. Yitzchak, has not yet married? So Rev. Yehuda says, I really can't find a person of proper yichus for him. Take a look at the Gemara in Kedushin Ayin Aleph Amibayz because I couldn't make this up. And what did he say? He said you want to know what true yichus is, go he said to him, zil Busa shtikusa, literally go after silence what does that mean? look for a family with good midos with good traits, whose characteristics are quiet and peaceable, which means that when people are arguing and fighting take a look and see who is the first one to quiet down who is the first one who is being mevater and that is the one, high. That's the person who is, quote, genealogically purer than the others, the one with the proper midos, the one that's willing to forgive, the one that's willing to give in, the one that's willing to be big. Again, this is that very special lesson which is emerging from the first three paragraphs of of the Torah reading of Kisitze, that it's not only the letter of the law, but rather that very special spirit of the law, which is that which brings nachas ruach to Hashem. I close with that famous zemer that so many of us begin as miros on Friday night. Ko mekadesh shevi'i Literally, whoever sanctifies the Shabbos in accordance with it. Ko shamer shabbos whoever safeguards the Shabbos mechalolo from desecrating it. Schorohar Their reward is very great. Al for Alo in accordance with a person's actions. Now, what does that mean? It means a person can get into bed on Shabbos afternoon and sleep the whole day away. My goodness, is that the way you are Mikadei Shabbos? Is that the way you sanctify it? Sure, you are not a Mechaleel Shabbos. You didn't desecrate the Shabbos. But that's not the spirit of Shabbos. The spirit of Shabbos is for a person too. Please God, make that Shabbos a very special day. And so we find ourselves in Elol and all the various acronyms of Anila Dodi Vidodi Lee and Ishlayu and Matanoslevyonim and Umola Shemulokehas Lavovchas Lavab Zarecha and they go on and on. All these acronyms say one thing. Let us develop that closer, special relationship. And go not within the letter of the law, but please God, beyond the letter of the law, that special spirit. And if we act that way towards Him, guaranteed, that's the way He will reciprocate in kind. Shabbat Shalom to all.